0: Tease him. Laugh at him. Intimate as you are, you must know how it is to be done. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen.
1: He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Kenny G really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast. Oh, yeah.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host Jamie Ward and as far as I know this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. Today we have a very special guest. We're starting a small mini-series of episodes we've been doing the fan fiction but we're going to be moving into a mini-series that I have called... The Silver Relationship, I messed up my own name, The Silver Relationship Playbook. And what I'm going to be doing is interviewing couples about a couple very interesting points that I have made about the film and want people's opinions. Uh, We have a super, super special guest couple, uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world and his girlfriend who will not actually be on the the podcast sadly but um what they don't know is I'm just going to interview him like she is too that's what's going to happen uh, i do want to make one small little preface to this we the topic being covered is going to be largely talking about uh, romantic flirtation versus a more platonic or just like friendly interaction and how those things are mistaken i am very aware that there is a very real and pervasive problem with uh, sort of like sexual assault, harassment, and, and non-consensual um, overaggression in, in uh, the, the men and women and men and men and women and women and all the, uh, all the different dating dynamics. So do you want to say um, that if anybody is ever experiencing any, any type of discomfort in their relationships or something, one of the great resources you can go to is the National Domestic Violence Hotline which you can go to their website, thehotline, T-H-E-H-O-T-L-I-N-E.org. You can also contact them at 1-888-799-SAFE. Or you can text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to the number 88788. All right, without further ado, let me introduce the very special guests we have joining me this week. Uh, You might have seen this guy on... The U42 series, pretty funny. Season 9 of America's Got Talent. He was on Fluffy's Food Adventure. Conrad has been featured in the 2019 NPR piece of Atlanta's 51st Jokes show. And he can be seen touring clubs and colleges across the country. Uh, My good friend that I started comedy with almost a decade ago, Mr. Conrad Romberic.
2: Hello. How
0: how are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing great. I am uh, enjoying I enjoyed everything you've said so far.
0: Awesome. And with him today, not actually, but in spirit is his real life girlfriend Danielle Redding and uh, her intro because one she wasn't going to show up on the podcast. Um uh, Danielle is dating someone who can be seen on u forty two series Pretty Funny, Season 9 of America's Got Talent, and he's been on Fluffy's Food Adventure. Her boyfriend has been featured on the 2019 NPR piece of Atlanta's 51st Jokes show. Danielle can be seen accompanying Conrad at clubs and colleges across the country.
2: And she is real. I just want to make sure <laughs> so that everyone knows because I know that probably anyone who would be listening doesn't <laughs> believe it. But I do have a girlfriend.
0: <laughs> that would be very convenient um, <laughs> if, if we had just held interviews like this the whole way. It's like, a, yes, we're our girlfriends are in the room, but like, uh, like, like, uh, I ha- I have one in the room too. No, I'm just kidding. Of course you do. I'm very lonely sitting here. <laughs> uh, actually, got I have
2: two two stacks of. Uh, the audio dampening foam that I don't have up, but they are stacked up right next to me. So if I sound good,
0: that's why you sound great. Thank you. You sound so good. I feel like I feel like you're looking so good. Well, I'm I'm excited here because uh, you guys um, are a real life couple, and Silver Linings Playbook is one of my favorite. It's it's considered a romantic comedy. I think generally. Mm -hmm. Genre-wise, even though I think there's arguments that could be made, it could be totally different kinds of um, conventions that it fills Yeah. as well. You guys watched it together, didn't you, recently?
2: We did, yes, in the past uh, like two weeks we've watched it together and discussed it.
0: Excellent. Had had either of you seen it before?
2: I had seen it a while ago because being your friend, I have to keep up with things you love. (laughs) And uh, I also saw it before then. Um, when it first came out.
0: <laughs> Very good. And, uh, what did, what did you think of it just as a film overall?
2: As a film overall, I enjoyed it. I thought the, um, the casting was great. The acting was great. The story was good. Um, I don't say great because, uh, like there's supposed to be a little twist and, um, I'm sure you've already spoiled the whole movie on this podcast, but, um, the twist is kind of readable early on and then uh, it, it, it doesn't play out like real life. Like the relationship is so real. And then the actual story turns not real life ish at the end.
0: As, as much as it pains me to hear that, I have to agree with you completely. Um, it's one of my favorite movies and I think it would not be fair of me to just pretend like it's a perfect movie mm-hmm. um, I is think it, maybe those aren't flaws what you're saying, but i do I do think it is sort of fairy ish
2: yes, it is and I uh, up until the end of it you don't really it, it just has like that happy ending feel that you wouldn't expect from the rest of the movie uh, the ending was yeah and I didn't I haven't read the book but uh, I don't think it has that.
0: I'm not 100 no, percent sure. The um, it's very interesting what you're saying now, actually, because I, I, it's one of those things where I love, and this is why I'm so excited to have the perspective of other people, especially because, cause like, what is your favorite kind of movie? I know, I know that you, I think, are sort of drawn to a different genre than than I am as your primary thing, right?
2: Yeah, I, I love horror films, and, um. Everything to do with horror.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I also, I love uh, like comedies, but not the typical Hollywood comedy. I like the like abstract comedy, like mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder, where it is from Hollywood, but it's also yeah, kind of talking about Hollywood. The interview is another good example of that self aware comedy, I guess. Okay. Like they're aware that they're in a comedic film. Yeah. And their actions play into that. I like those a lot.
0: Absolutely. So that's a really interesting point that you pointed pointed out too, because I'd never had thought of it this way, but I, I feel like and this and I'm excited because this is what the topic's gonna be about. Um that I feel like maybe the first two thirds of the film really are almost hyper realistic not in not in the style it's not documentary style cinematically but that the dynamic is very realistic the characters are very grounded and then like you pointed out um it really falls into just sort of like a more typical romance convention uh, with things getting wrapped up cleanly and everything working out
2: yes Um, and i don't hate that it does that because through the hyper-realism of them just being like a normal person you would meet in person. You really start rooting for them, and you're happy that they do get that fairy tale type ending, although I feel like the story didn't play to it until the end.
0: Yeah. One of the things that's fascinating about the book versus the movie is I think the book is darker, too. And it's a little more ambiguous. They do end up at the end, but it's um the the last third of the book is actually all just letter correspondence mm. between Pat and Tiffany. Um and his his ex-wife never appears And huh. uh but here's the I'm not here to, to inform you about yeah. all the the differences. What I wanted to talk about today is something that I've encountered because every time uh I have dated someone which has been probably like three times in my life right um uh, i've usually at some point watched the film with them or talked about the film they know it's one of my favorite movies so one of the things that i noticed was the first time i ever watched the film i was just like oh you can tell this is a romance movie immediately because tiffany's clearly interested in pat um from the beginning i saw it as like a a little kid playground uh, sort of flirtation, right? She's being a little mean, a little antagonistic. And and so I just always assumed that was, she's paying attention to him. She likes him, likes him. Yes. And the first time I ever had a conversation with a woman about her views of the film, she had such an, uh, uh, a different take on it. She was sort of saying that she felt that, that Tiffany really, because of her traumatic past and her her sort of mental health problems she was dealing with, was really looking for a friend at, in the beginning and might not have been in love with Pat. And Pat's character also, uh, sort of not until the very end of the movie, like he's so focused on his ex-wife. He's talking about her and he's really not treating Tiffany you know, with the normal sort of sort of stages of courtship that somebody would in a romance where you see them winding up together. We as the audience know they're gonna get together, but he's not really making gestures towards her. And so what I'm curious is, is there a difference in where men and women see sort of where does the romance happen? in this film. And now I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking in just one second and, and, and hand it over to you. Cause first off, I would like to know sort of when you feel like the two characters decided that they were in love with each other, as opposed to just sort of becoming friends and going to hang out with each other. And that could be at different points too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, where did you see the, those emotional changes happening in the characters?
2: So, Uh, For me, um, I feel that Tiffany uh, fell in love with him, at least thought she could be with him when they first met. The very first dinner that they were together, um, she took a liking to him. Uh, She didn't completely fall in love with him until uh, they started doing a dance routine together because he was doing something for her that was out of his comfort zone and the dancing, when they were dancing, it kind of felt like he forgot about his ex. And that's when she really fell in love with him, was like, hey, he's not talking about his ex, he's with me and we're focused on what we're doing together. So that's when I feel Tiffany fell in love with him. Um, Pat, I think, fell in love with Her, when he rereads her letter, the letter from his ex, which was actually written by Tiffany, uh, on the porch, he then realizes Mm -hmm. that all the information and all the feelings that he was having from that letter he thought was his ex's, he actually was having them toward Tiffany. And he realized that if she could put down these words and make me feel these feelings, all those feelings I was having were actually towards her, not towards my ex. And I am in love with her um
0: I love this
2: and the i I feel like the the reason it's a good movie and a good story um for this reason is that Tiffany was not changing the way she uh, approached relationships um She even says in the movie that she just gives and gives and never gets what she wanted mm-hmm. uh because that's just how she expressed her feelings um so she was just trying to be Pat's quote unquote friend. Although she was really, she wanted more than just being his friend um, for just giving Pat's ex the letter that he wrote for her.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You
2: know, you know, he, she was doing it as, Oh, if I'm really good friends with him and do this favor, maybe he'll realize that he loves me instead of her. And th- that ends up happening, but not because of what she did. Um, and then i think that pat pat wouldn't he wouldn't let himself love tiffany at first although he had feelings for uh at the dinner as well he wouldn't let him uh because he didn't think he could be happy with anyone else but his ex nikki um then he, yeah. then he read it and he read the letter le- the he reread the letter and um Ooh. you know realized that he has had He has have been feeling having feelings towards Tiffany, not Nikki. And that's when he kind of let himself go and get over his ex and finally fall in love with. Jennifer Lawrence Tiffany.
0: I love this. I love this. This is great because I've this I've had this conversation with numerous people sort of in in preparation to bring them onto the podcast and and, and I've gotten so many different answers on when and where, but I, but there is sort of some general places too. And and I think um I think there's really strong uh arguments to be made about both of the points that you picked out. And what I like is that you, you sort of have a, a reason and it's almost, I mean, as a writer, um, cause you and I are both writers too and study the craft of storytelling, uh, TV and film writing and story structure. The fact that both characters might make that sort of realization to themselves or that emotional change at a point where there's also a plot point where they're showing a value to the other person. Yeah, as well. And you identified that event and that change and that offer in both of those characters.
2: And they were both kind of, they were in different relationships, or different points in their past relationships. Like Tiffany, uh, her husband died, so obviously she couldn't try to get back with him, so she ended up sleeping around the office um, that she was at and getting fired Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, So she dealt with her loss that way and then that her getting over that and and uh growing uh not away from her husband because her husband died but Mm -hmm. you know accepting the fact that he's no longer here um put her in a different place when they first met when pat and tiffany met, so that she could uh love absolutely a little earlier and pat still had that 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 pulling on him that string from his ex that you know there's a possibility maybe they could maybe they couldn't um so that's why he waited so late into the movie to actually fall in love with her you opposed to when she did
0: point out a couple things too one that i find uh probably hitting a little too close to home too maybe (laughs) uh about him not admitting to himself that maybe he felt these things before he was sort of ready to even acknowledge yeah that um but also at the dinner, too, at, at their first meeting, there was an element of attraction. Whether whether if it was friendship, whether it was two people sort of having that initial chemical, physical, primitive, oh, this is a pleasing-looking person, whether their personality meshes or not. There, there probably had to be some element of that there. Um, yes. I or mean, they it bonded
2: deb- over the you know, the medication they were taking. Uh,
0: Well, that's how we bonded too. I think.
2: Yeah. That's because we were (laughs) selling each other pills.
0: (laughs) We were just trading them like Pokemon cards in the, in the, uh, you got a butrin bro.
2: Give me that zanny.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, right. So now, uh, before I, I want to find out, um, well, okay. And then another thing I just want to confirm, with you that I'm very excited about is that I think, uh, I think generally we as men uh, agree both in life that it probably happens often, but identifying through the movie too, that Pat probably was feeling a romantic connection, even if he didn't acknowledge it to himself, because you put that point later in the movie than I would have. Um, But, uh, he probably fell in love-love with Tiffany earlier than she fell in love-love with him. Now, I'm, now let me preface this again, too. I think, let me say there's there's two stages that I'm going to make up with no psych, psychological or sociology background on this. Um, that a character or a person would get to a point where we're basically they've opened themselves up to be in love with a person. All the, all the connection is there and they could fall in any moment, but they haven't made the conscious decision to Mm -hmm. yet. So maybe even if Pat's conscious decision comes later than Tiffany, I feel like maybe just as a man that he had all the pieces in place where he probably would have just like really quickly had Nikki not been in the picture.
2: Well, yeah, but then mm-hmm. that wouldn't be the story. That would, that, would be, that would just be two people love at first sight, which is not what this story is about. It's about Pat and Tiffany trying to find love even though Pat is not ready to get over his ex. And Tiffany is still trying to figure out how to be in love and get what she wants out of that relationship.
0: Now don't you go and have better analysis of my favorite film than I did because this is this is episode fifty six <laughs> and considering that I do one a week, that means this has been over a year but it is it is why I wanted to bring other other voices on um, to keep bringing out different wonderful things about. About this movie. So now before we go into the uh, women's perspective on this film, I want to ask you some questions about, so how long have you and Danielle been in a relationship?
2: We got together right before the pandemic started. So we got together December 4th or 5th. It was at night, so we don't Ooh. <laughs> we don't know exactly what day. <laughs> um, so December 4th, 5th of 2019. So over a year and a half.
0: All right. So so can I can I get into it with you? Can I ask you some uh not not intrusive, but just some some personal feelings questions? Yes. So so uh one is sort of like I want to ask you guys about your relationship with the same sort of framework that I'm I'm looking at this film with. Uh when did you sort of get the feeling that you you had more than a a friendship feeling for Danielle.
2: It was the our first date uh, when oh. I was, and we we met online, so we chatted beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was our first official date, um, where we we ate at PETA, We ate Greek food. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> where I really thought, oh, I can be with this girl.
0: That's awesome. And That's beautiful.
2: Uh yeah, it was the rest is is history as they say.
0: Do you know um do you have you ever had the conversation or do you know when she had those feelings or did did she come in with the same hopes was, and feelings that you did? It was
2: earlier than me. Um she said that she told her friend she Ooh. was going to marry me when we were just texting. Whoa. Um and uh, it was, we knew each other three years, about three years before we actually met up for a first date because of the, you know, Tinder and all that. We, um,
0: well, I should have asked those other questions then too, because that, that yeah, I'm a terrible interviewer. This is my first so like,
2: time. I was, I was, you know, into comedy as you and I were I, and I, I know had Idea in my head that I can't have a relationship when I'm trying to start my comedy um, Amen. and get to a career point where I feel comfortable um, having a relationship and going through a relationship and all those um, un you know unknown factors. Uh, so I didn't I didn't let myself fall in love until we met in a, a First date scenario, and I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, it's it's I'm in I'm in it. I've been in it. I just That's awesome. wouldn't. I like Pat. I wouldn't let myself get over my ex. Comedy.
0: Oh man, to, to be with my
2: Wow, girlfriend Danielle, who actually her middle name Tiffany. No, it's Brittany. But
0: would it be crazy, huh? Because my middle name's Pat. No, it's John. <laughs> but still, well, my middle name is Matthew Quick, author <laughs> of the No. It's, we're just lying now. None uh, yeah. no, of this is accurate. Mine's David O. Russell. That's my full name. Mine's The Silver <laughs> Linings Playbook. I, Ward, Jamie the silver. <laughs> um. So
2: yeah, that's that's why we. I feel like we both fell. In just just want you to know, the this
0: figure. is not a comedy podcast. Okay. Oh, sorry. So yeah. no jokes. Robert Namiro
2: has a gambling addiction, and if you guys gamble responsibly, please. <laughs>
0: I sh- I really <laughs> should actually have probably like three other hotlines too for the uh the mental health awareness gambling addiction. We, um that's what I have in the oh, back yeah. of my
2: book, so I have all the lists. You did do- all the numbers. <laughs> you are
0: you were an author, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, you <laughs> wrote, wrote...
2: Yeah, well much. I was just gonna introduce you
0: you you introduced tell, tell us a little about your uh book because that has because um, you do uh, a similar thing. I'm gonna put you right up there with the greats, cause it's cause it is a cute story. It is about mental health, right? But it also is sort of a like a romanticish comedy.
2: Yeah, it's uh, the book is called Mind Over Matter, Mind slash Matter. Um, you can find it on Amazon. It goes through a back and forth. Uh, there's one part of the book that has a life pro tip, which is uh, I was reading a lot about positive path making. Mm -hmm. And that is how you make the choices where you might not necessarily change right then and there, but in the future, your path that you choose will be positively increased because of the choices you're making now. It's like that thing where you you know, everybody says if you go back in time and stomp on a butterfly, you could change all of history. But nobody changes little things about themselves now and thinking that will change something drastically in their future. Um, wow. When it, it I mean, the, the logic is the same for both. So the story is there's a uh, there's just one part of it where that guy's typing, um, which is kind of me. Some of the stories are real. Some of the stories are made up. Uh, I never had a pet rabbit, although there is a pet rabbit in the book. Um, and then the actual rom-com of it uh, is about a guy who is in a store, meets this girl, kind of like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind-esque, where she is very open with him, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like, okay, thank, you know, it's nice to meet you. Um, and then they go through a beginnings of a relationship and then at the end is it is something that i won't spoil i'll let you guys read the book uh, it's very quick it's only 100 pages pretty quick quick read but uh yeah
0: awesome and it is it is a great read he uh he i was one of the first people that that uh, got to see a copy mind over matter and check that out on amazon we'll plug it again at the end um so have a
2: poetry book that I wrote that because I read Bo Burnham's poetry book and I was like, I guess anyone can do it. So then I did one and yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. I was, I was going to make a joke about, uh, but then I was, I did the same thing. I listened to a bunch of other podcasts and I was like, Oh, well I could, I could do that. But your book has sold more books than my podcast has been listened to too.
2: That's only because I bought them and bought them myself and then sold them at a upscale price at my comedy shows absolutely so signed them
0: so contact me at the um silver linings playcast at gmail.com if you would like to purchase a copy of this episode marked up for way higher than it is being produced sign we'll sign it for you we'll sign the podcast (laughs) jamie matthew quick silver linings playbook ward and conrad tiffany pat robert de niro Bromberg.
1: Chris Tucker. Christ- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so now I'm really interested in uh finding out did did Danielle share her thoughts on the same question about sort of like when and how the relationship developed between the the two lovers in this film and did it differ from your answers?
2: Uh it half differed, half didn't. Um we kind of had the same feeling where um Tiffany was looking for love and th- this is I'll just I'll just read the the email that she wrote. Uh, it's short. It says uh Tiffany was looking for love and Pat was looking for friendship. Pat realized he loved her after the parlay when he reread the letter again. Tiffany fell in lo- and I'm I messed up that wording. She's actually has everything grammatically correct. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Pat realized he loved her after the parlay when he read the letter again. And Tiffany fell in love with him after he stood her up for, or after, sorry, Tiffany fell in love with him after he stood up for her to that man in front of her parents' house. So that guy who's coming mm-hmm. to that, I think she worked with him. I, it wasn't
0: That's wasn't really That's a couple, uh, I've had a couple people say that they thought That was the moment, which I, so I find it so fascinating. I learned so much from having that perspective too, from other people because I, that, I think that is one of the number one places where, and I have a very small sample size, Mm -hmm. right? I've probably talked to maybe, uh, four different women in the last 12 years about this film in this way. Um, and, and I think. If my memory serves me correct, um, a couple of them pointed that that point out that that was sort of a, a, a time where he demonstrated sort of sort of caring for her uh, as a person, and he didn't really have anything to gain in that moment. He didn't necessarily know that she was aware of what was going on. He just did that. Well,
2: see, that's what that's. I right. I think that that moment is when. She was realizing that he loved her, mm-hmm. Um but then realized, oh, he loves me, but he's not letting himself love me. So that's why when at the parlay, she kind of goes a little too hard on him and oh. says some things that I don't think she you know, would have said otherwise. Oh my
0: goodness. This is a whole new dynamic. Um, You're, you're adding to this now because I had never even considered this. When does the, when does one of the people realize the other person is in love with them? I'd never even considered that.
2: And maybe Pat rereading the letter. That's both the same where he realized, Oh, I, I do love her. And if she was doing this for me, she obviously loves me.
0: Okay, so that is, that's fascinating. So let so let me go over this because what I'm so interested in, and I guess interested is probably the most used word I, I have when I <laughs> say this, um, which is ironic because I don't think anybody would have any interest in <laughs> this whole <laughs> concept that's of a, a Silver play, play cast. Uh, so you feel that the moments that, that they fall in love is, uh, the Pat... Well, you had the, the different moments when he realizes and when he lets himself. Yes. And so Pat comes later, and Tiffany is the 1st her, Yes. Sort of. Um, okay. Now, I was actually uh, just listening yesterday to a uh, Twitch streamer who was talking about uh, doing a talk show, where and, and she was talking about, um... Similar topic, not silver linings playbook, uh, because so not as good. Yeah. We would probably already be married if there was anybody that was, <laughs> uh, had a full time silver linings playbook. No, there, you know, there's plenty of radio shows and TV shows. It's, it's, relationships are hardly a topic that are untouched in, in the entertainment and informational world. Right. But, but in her call in show, uh, she was, was making the point that, that, Um, there were studies that said men will often have the potential to fall in love with within maybe a very short span of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe, maybe know that they're in love or be willing to make that commitment, even if they, if they're not going to, even if they're going to let it play out over a longer courtship, they sort of chemically know that within maybe the first two weeks and that women may in fact take a little longer do you believe that that in general in neither of us being a doctor or scientist know that that is correct or do you feel that it is a different it is opposite or equal
2: I feel that that's correct which is why that this movie to me m- is so good because the opposite happens to me mm-hmm. um I think it's it's also has to do with uh generally men the first thing they notice about someone is how attractive they are so the man will fall in love want to be with that person sooner than and and will be willingly willing to act on it earlier than the girl
0: yeah i mean i but, think we're we're looking for yeah. fewer things and i don't want to get too deep into uh relationship Topics on that level, because well, well, I'm I'm not telling you you not to. I'm saying my expertise is this story, these characters. Yeah. Um. You know firsthand. My expertise is not in people, emotions, or relationships.
2: It's definitely in relationships like this one. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so this is that's the danger of of having my first guest for this mini series be someone who who knows me very well and has seen my last uh decade of behavior and decisions. Um well you were a former teacher. So Well that's that's how we met, right? You remember uh when at Georgia Tech. Yeah. And you were taking my my uh intro to to literature class and I told you All about, uh, I was trying to make a Dead Poet Society joke, and I don't remember that movie.
2: Walt Whitman. Yeah. Which, oh, Captain, my captain, do you know who that poem was about?
0: I have no idea who it was about.
2: Abraham Lincoln. Come
0: on. Was it really? Yeah. That's what it was about. I know so little about history. I know he's on the penny and the $5 bill. Walt Whitman is, and yeah. um, no, I'm, I'm Abraham just,
2: Lincoln's on the the yen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which how you know about my money? Uh, that's You're Korean. Are You telling me? <laughs> I don't know. Am I? I don't, that's why we don't do this over Zoom. So <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah, Why? Um, nothing, nothing's nothing been said so far uh, is a factual. Yeah, so,
2: the Korean money is the won, by the way. Is it? Mm-hmm.
0: So could you have a five won dollar bill?
2: You could have a five won dollar bill. <laughs> you can have a hundred won dollar bill if you want. <laughs> do,
0: you, uh, do you know what today is? Yes today according to my <laughs> social media uh calendars today 21st. is national hot dog day oh, i had hot dogs last night oh. before or after midnight
2: uh probably both <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're supposed to do like if you have to celebrate by doing these things on the day. I, um the only reason I, just, I I know this though is because I was told it was National Hot Dog Day by a specific franchise that I follow on all social media accounts, Portillos.
2: Oh, I had Portillos last 2 weeks ago. I had it 2 weeks ago.
0: 2 weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, the Florida one?
2: Yeah, the one in Tampa.
0: So lucky. You introduced me to Pertillo's. Yes. And I don't remember which trip. Do you know? I mean, it, it clearly we were.
2: It was Chicago.
0: Chicago. Yeah, it would have to have been Chicago. Yeah. that it was that a would...
2: Chicago trip to um, Zaney's in
0: Was that St. Charles?
2: St. Charles, yeah. Was
0: that Was that where you guys went to go get Chicago-style pizza and I.
2: We did. We went to... I was trying uh, to be funny
0: and went to Olive Garden. and. I
2: think we went to Giordano's? No. I think it was Giordano's.
1: If
0: It feels like... Nobody will call us on that.
2: On yeah. It. And if they do, good. We got a, a listener. There's a new <laughs> <Yeah>. listener.
0: <laughs> so, but, hey, hey, if, if you know that we did not go to Giordano's or if we did go to Giordano's, uh, make sure to contact us at the Silver Linings Playcast. I don't remember if there's a the on my email or not. Nobody's ever used it. Um,
2: <laughs> let me yeah, check. Yeah, it was Giordana's. That's right.
0: Okay. And it is just silverliningsplaycast at gmail.com because it's already a really long name for an email thing. All well, right. So SLP
2: so, was taken.
0: I know. Most three letter acronyms are, especially the good ones.
2: Yeah. XXX. At gmail.com.
0: Well, I do want you to know, I do own the domain huh. Comedy Pornhub.
2: And why are we not doing that?
0: Which goes directly to my comedy website where you can find oh. all of the stuff that I don't do anymore.
2: I thought a, I thought a browser opened up on my computer. That was you. <laughs> yeah. No, that was me. That was definitely on this end.
0: You know, I, I've... I know that I'm I'm becoming more mature and, and focusing on my work more and more. Because when I type P and O into my mm-hmm. Google search board, the first recommendation that comes up is actually Podbean. What the, is
2: mine? P O. Mine's point sixty five dot com.
0: I don't know what is. is that a gambling thing?
2: No, I wish. It's uh it's for air traffic.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So so gambling with other people's lives.
2: <laughs> yeah not really <laughs> you know you're you're trained to to not do that
0: oh that's right okay yeah yeah you're right. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i only gamble with paper money and even did. then it's not gambling have you ever made i'm having fun about? no i have not it seems like don't fun. not really. it does I, i'm just not a big sports betting guy which is
0: interesting because you like sports I love sports. And you like bet, And I, I've never done it, but I love the idea of sports betting. I feel like there's the, that would just add a, such a fun element to yeah. something that's already fun.
2: Well, I'm worried that betting on sports will, one, increase the enjoyment of the sport, but also uh, branch out into other sports that I am not currently following. Like I've, I follow hockey and i just got into basketball this year um because i i during the during covid i was playing basketball on my uh playstation and just started enjoying basketball more so those are the only two real sports that i actually follow now mm-hmm. and i feel like if i started making sports bets i would get more into baseball more into football and i would just kind of it would it would not be good just because I I, I know myself and if I want to, I don't want to yeah. miss out on something, especially if I have a little bit of knowledge of it. Like I have a little bit of knowledge of football and baseball and who's, you know, good right now. So I would make bets according to that. But it's probably not a good idea.
0: Absolutely. That's, um, I think that's one of the things that we sh- ha- should focus on. And you and I have both been doing it. In- excellent job recently maybe a little too too little too late uh even but i didn't mean to make this all sad um just 10 years ago we were both some of the fastest rising comics on the atlanta comedy scene and then 10 years later uh we're now on a podcast that has just about the same amount of listeners as many of our open mics had audience members
2: well, it's because we, like I, I mentioned it earlier in a text to you,
0: it's because we were too careful.
2: We didn't just let ourselves be ourselves,
0: you know? Uh, I wish you could see the expression in my face right now. It it's, is, an,
2: it's the O face, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same face you had when I made you uh, cabbage soup for the first
0: time. You, you, we've had so many firsts. <laughs> yeah, COVID exposure. That same
2: trip, probably. That, well,
0: absolutely. I think I think we were with the patient zero, <laughs> maybe. I say maybe, like probably. It, uh, um, so I am now want to ask you one of the most important questions that I'm going to ask you with this entire uh, wonderful conversation we've been having. Yes. Can it be a date if you order Raisin bran? I believe it can. And what did your girlfriend think about it, too?
2: Uh, she did not say. I can ask her right now. Would you? Would yeah. No? Hey, hey, babe. Baby. You hear that? There. Are you pooping? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll go get her for real this time.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, he he goes against her, um. This is a reference to my favorite scene, the diner scene, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen the movie. She's sleeping. Okay, well, you don't have to interrupt (laughs) her because here's the thing. I have never in my whole life ever, and once again, very small sample size, but never has there ever been a woman who has ever told me that they agreed with Pat that it is not a date if you order Raisin Bran.
2: Yeah, I I feel like... Pat is consciously, consciously making the decision every time to not fall in love with Jennifer Lawrence Tiffany because he's throwing up his own r- obstacles. Oh. Which, again, makes this m- movie good in any character. Is that a you thing people them- do? Do they need- throw up
0: obstacles to their own happiness? Is that... Oh, yeah. We've been... Mm. Do-
2: we Hey, that's us. We did that in our whole comedy career so far. But so, yeah, it's... He... Every time he was getting close to realizing that oh he loves Tiffany and not Nikki, he would bring Nikki back up. Or he would, you know, say something
0: self-sabotage.
2: Yes. Like when he was uh talking to in the diner when she was saying all the um her sex capades And he was intentionally listening. Uh, At the end of it, he was like, but you can get the letter to Tiffany. Or you can get the letter to Nikki. And Tiffany goes along with it because that was the way she thought relationships were supposed to be. Just give and give and give. And eventually you'll find someone who will give and give and give back. But that's not how relationships work. You have to give and uh, not expect anything back. Unless uh, stated otherwise, and then you state what you want.
0: That I am I am learning so much. In the words of one of the other uh, great Atlanta podcasters, this is an absolute masterclass on um, things that I am doing wrong in my life, <laughs> throwing up barriers. I, I don't know how many dates I've been on, full stop. Uh, that. <laughs> I have probably thrown up my own barrier when things are going well and then, you know, uh, I will just bring up this movie too many times, too many times, like way way more, more than once. Well, it works in comedy
2: when you're writing, you know, material. That's good. And like you said,
0: comedy is the Mm ex-wife that we, here's, but here's the difference too um we we make the joke analogy about how comedy is as an ex wife but in reality there's actually the possibility of balance between these things too it's it's yeah. sort of like this cliche comic uh persona like oh you can't you can't be happy and have relationships and an entertainer but but you know what a lot of people do right yeah. we we only put the bad relationships on the gossip headlines but there's there's a lot of amazing uh
2: and that was the. That was why I fell in love later than Danielle did. <sighs> because I was throwing up my own roadblocks with comedy and wanting comedy to be, you know, my first love. Mm-hmm. And
0: you can love more than one thing. That's. You know, you know what? We have. We have room for so much love in our lives from different sources, in different ways, too, that we do not allow ourselves to have sometimes, I think. I, I, um, I want to tie this into uh, an awareness of like actual mental health things that you and you and I have both sort of talked about and probably talked to professionals and, and other things about us, uh, that, that I believe um, there is room for love and happiness in our lives. And we really probably are some of the biggest obstacles ourselves to that, our own minds, our own self-destructive natures. Cause I know, I know for me, one of the things I deal with is I always think, I always think everybody hates me. I always think that everybody uh, is, is sort of secretly despising me or not thinking that I'm good and and really, that's my own paranoia. People have gone out of their way to try to show me kindness that I've rejected from my fear. And I think that's very common in, in a lot of uh, entertainers especially, but even, even people that aren't. Um,
2: I think it's just a normal thing because you, like, seeing is believing, however the mind is more powerful than the eyes. Like, you can convince yourself of anything. People convince themselves that they can fly, and then they don't, they don't, they die. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lucky.
1: (laughs) The mind Uh. is
2: just a, it's a, it's a powerful thing. And that's why lying to yourself to start out of saying, you know, If you're thinking, oh, nobody likes me, if you lie to yourself right now and say, "Uh, I think they actually, this guy obviously likes me, how could they not? Eventually, your mind will be like, yeah, why why wouldn't they? And then you go back and forth, you're like, well, because of this reasons, and then you fix those reasons, and then you do it again. (laughs) And eventually, you're just like, hey, I'm a good person and this guy likes me and then you find someone who doesn't like you and then you're like well this is
0: <laughs> not good for my health. Uh. <laughs> That's the way audience as shows go. Yeah. Right? About like like you, we we spend the first part of our career being like this is so hard but I love it. I want to earn the audience love. I want and like it, have you experienced this? Cuz this without fail Almost like somebody scripted it, right? As soon as I'm starting to get on a roll and feeling like these shows are going good, I could make a career out of this without fail. That next show is going to be that audience that humbles you.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's, I feel like it has to be, it has something to do with just the, like, aura you give out. And I don't believe in that. But I do believe that people can read other people. They mm-hmm. can see how they feel and see that what their mindset is to an extent. And if you come out there thinking, uh, there's no way I can fail, I'm the funniest person in the world, that you're going to fail. Because the audience is going to see that and be like, you better be really funny because that's what I'm getting from you. And if it's not something completely original and it just hits them so hard, they're not going to give it to you. Where, when we would go out there and just feel, oh man, I, you know, who knows if this is going to work? I'm, I'm, I enjoy this, so I have fun doing this, so I'm going to do it. Then you go out there, and you're having fun doing it. The audience sees you're having fun doing it, and the audience responds in kind, like, hey, not the best, most original joke I've heard, but it made me laugh, and I can see you're having fun, so that makes me happy that you're enjoying this because I enjoyed it.
0: Absolutely.
2: And I'm just now realizing that 10 years in, And I'm still don't know how to implement it.
0: (laughs) As with all of these things, it is easier for us to sort of have the objective conversation or help other people see it than for us to institute these things ourselves. Yeah. Right. How many people can help other people and can't help themselves? Yeah. It's so tough. I want to know whether you are a person that is good at, at understanding when you are being flirted with, have you historically throughout your, um, just, and we we can, we can go all the way back to little school, like the moment when then boys and girls don't become mortal little enemies and start, start having funny little happy feelings towards one another. Have you been a guy that's been sort of perceptive to when people are flirting with you? or do you tend to miss those signals because I'm a, I'm a signal misser um it it's
2: I miss generally miss uh I will notice that people like it could be taken as flirting but I always I I consciously defer it because one not every person you interact with is going to try to get with you that's something i learned late in life uh and two uh people can just like you as a person and not find you attractive that's also kind of the same thing as the first one
0: that is one of, and that is one of the important lessons that i think uh, that that men can learn that i can learn that I learned from this movie. This is, that's really sort of the point of why this question fascinates me about this film. I never considered the, the idea that there could have been, uh, an attempt by either character to just want a friendship, even if it was only for a small part of it. I, I was, it was pointed out to me that after that first initial meeting and dinner and, and Pat's walking Tiffany back to her, uh, little, uh, shed house. And she basically says like, you can, you can sleep with me if you want. And, and he's like, no, it's too weird for him. That wasn't even what he was after. And, and it was pointed out to me that maybe at that point, um, that the Tiffany was responding, trying to sort of offer, uh, what, what her trauma had taught her, uh, was her value to try to present to get a positive response from, from men. Yeah. But it was, but that was not necessarily the same as saying like, I'm trying to get this attention and offer my value as I could be your future wife. Yeah. And she was really just needing uh, a friend at that point, whether that's what she wanted or or needed. It is what she needed. Yeah. At that point, because um, I saw that, and as a comic, i you know I'm just I'm gonna be honest, and and I think a lot of other comics would agree. When you like when you first get into comedy, you think it's just gonna be all of that after shows, right? People blatantly coming yeah. up to you and just being like, "I fell in love with you because you were so funny," and then you quickly find out too. Sometimes they they and they might have sort of like a um, relationship-ish type feeling, whether that be friendship or more, but they are drawn to your act, right? They're drawn yeah. to you as a performer, not as a person, but they can, that's why it's confusing because we've probably encountered all of those and I, well, I personally have not been able to differentiate them. Uh, early on, I've become better at it.
2: Yeah, I, when I was single... And probably even a couple years before, uh, Danielle and I even met for the first time on, on, on Tinder, she, uh, I would get false cues from people cause I would take it differently. And nine times out of 10, uh, that girl ended up being lesbian, um, and I realized that I was just lonely and I was trying to find love, um, but I didn't have to. I could find friends and some of those lesbians have become some of my good friends. Um, and then I found Danielle and she's not lesbian. Uh, thank goodness. He's I talking hope. about me? Yes. Okay. Because you were dressed as a pirate the first time I met you,
0: and now we're good friends. So,
2: yeah. um, so it's it's. I would pick up cues. Um, I would pick up general like general friend cues as wanting to be intimate, because I think maybe you feel this way. As a guy, you don't get those general friendship feelings from a lot of your guy friends because a lot of your guy friends will either always talk about uh, relationships, sex, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or they will, I mean, really just not be nice to you. They'll, you know, put you down when you bring something up um and it's in a playful way but it's just not the same feeling as someone who's genuinely saying hey i like that shirt or hey
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know i liked your i liked your comedy set absolutely it's completely different because when you say you like my comedy set i'm like i really take it to heart because i'm like oh he knows the comedy he understands it he does as much research if not more and has studied it just as if not more than I have. And when he says it, I know he means it. Where an audience member, you don't know their background, you just assume for some reason, you just assume, oh, this is probably their first comedy show. They mm-hmm. liked me, they were drawn to me, they obviously like yeah. me and want to get with me. Um, and generally, if they're over like 55 years old, they that's true. Um, Which is most of the audiences that we have.
0: The entire Florida market. But yeah. uh,
2: But it's just that it's that it it's that I think more guys need to just be open and honest and genuinely friendly to each other so that way their relationships with women can be just friendship and an actual intimate relationship.
0: I feel so lucky because a lot of my friends, uh, I um, and I, you know, just to preface this, I moved back to Georgia in 2009, and comedy was sort of the first and only social outlet I have. I didn't have friends from growing up here uh, that were that were my age because I had moved away for a significant amount of time. So comedy was my introduction, and and the only people I know now are comics, and I think the ones that. I know I've been drawn to, especially um, we sort of have a a very similar, like most, most of, of your friends are my friends in the comedy world. And we had our own little group. And I found that, that the people I was drawn to is f- a friend in comedy. I feel like we have been a little more open and good about um, sort of emoting a little bit more than I have found my, male friendship relationships and other aspects of life because we are operating in that sort of understand our mind understand our feeling space with comedy um like you and i talk about how we feel about things yeah all the time
2: even if it's twilight movies Exclusively Twilight movies. <laughs>
0: yeah. When we're on the road, nine ninety percent eighty five percent of the time. How long how long has it been since you've seen all the Twilight movies?
2: Like in the past two months I watched I binge watched all of them with Danielle.
0: Same, just not with Danielle. And uh,
2: she thought that Ed Edward Cullen fell in love no <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's I'm I'm gonna have you on my podcast, okay. Guy Light, guys <laughs> talking about Twilight, but that is a that, uh, different. And yeah, <laughs> no, uh, he fell in love with her before they even met. Her. Yeah, right now, I don't know. Um, no, that's that was that was not can, Edward. Can we talk about the ending though? Because here's the thing, I because you and I had watched the first one and then so many parts of them. Yes, at our different. I felt like I had seen all of them and then I actually sat down and watched them in order and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I've seen the first one and then I've only seen the part of one of the others.
2: Because we would never, when we were on the road, we would never sit down and put in Twilight. We would get into the hotel room, uh, make love, and then Twilight would be on the TV. That's how we summoned Uh, it
0: too. Yeah. Our passion would just turn on the the television.
2: That's how everyone summons it. I yeah. I thought that's exactly. Um, but yeah, with the... let's so I let's need to talk, talk about, about the ending.
0: Yeah. of the saga. Mhm. Because since I just caught up and just for the first time now I'm seeing it uh like 10 years after the thing came out. I have nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. The um I do that a lot. With a little lot of wer- werewolf dude is just going to fall in love with the vampire bit is that that made me so uncomfortable. I was on board with the whole thing. I was making mansplaining type excuses for every problematic thing that happened in the series until the end. And I just lost it. I couldn't...
2: Well, um... Yeah, I kind of feel like that.
0: Um... I mean, we're where were you on in the well what did you have any problems with the series up until that point because i think there was a lot of problematic things
2: yeah i mean the the series is you know not um perfect by any means um
0: i don't think it started off badly though and i'm and and you know what i'm actually going to say from a storytelling perspective i don't think it's bad i think it was like kind of written correctly for what it was yeah i think it went went off the rails a little bit yes because as i actually think it's it in ways it's less creepy than a lot of the vampire things there was a lot more sort of uh intent for consent in in the first one like yeah dude doesn't want to turn her
2: no i th- i feel like it started like that's i I have not read the books, uh all of them. I've read a couple, uh, but I have not read all the books, so I don't know if that's this just coming through in the different media mm-hmm. but I feel like with a lot of movies that have a lot of series that have multiple movies like Twilight Harry Potter the first ones are very intriguing because the world building is so good mm-hmm. um you're learning about you know these these vampires that are different they glisten in the sun they don't blow up um they you know the the werewolves um are kind of like this the native americans that uh mm-hmm. you know there's just a whole there's a lot of different information and details about the world that's oh. interesting and then you put the love story in there and that, you know, progresses the rest of the story. But then halfway through, they're like, hey, we have the world. We have the story that's pretty much already complete. Um, what are we going to do? And they just kind of throw wrenches in it.
0: Absolutely. No, uh, that is that is so perceptive.
2: But I, um, as far as the ending... Which which ending are you talking about? Are you talking about? I I know. I'm talking
0: about the. You know, I'm kind of talking about the whole Breaking Dawn Part Two, yeah. as a whole. Yeah. I w- Well, let me tell you where I lost it. Uh huh. All right. Uh as as many people may know, no as as three people may know, I yeah. am working on editing my own paranormal romance vampire novel. And one of the things that, that I've been made aware of is if, if I'm marketing my book towards uh, women reader demographics primarily to, to make it a romance and not make it too action-y, right? I yeah. thought the films actually did a great job and it's one of the things I was looking at them for. I'm like, you have this battle going on between vampires and werewolves. How do you keep focusing on the human dynamic or the relationship dynamic. How are you gonna have this big battle um without just becoming an action movie? Right? Yeah. And up until the great big ending, I was watching it and I was like, I'm I'm pretty impressed. I see you, you have you have some fights, you have some yeah. violence, but it's really just this this soap opera.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's always around that the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's always pretty much because of the relationship, it led to
0: fight. Until Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yes. Which is basically like rally all these different clans and prep for war with a very odd, um, like, on-foot snow confrontation. Yeah. That was, you know, sort of a Lord of the Rings, Braveheart, any massive battle movie. And I was kind of okay with that too. Cause I'm like, you've made it through the saga. You, you got to tie up all these ends. And, and I was excited cause I'm like, Oh, you're, you're killing off some characters. Some of my favorite ones too. Yeah. Um, and then it became just all in her. They like, they, they pulled that ultimate. Like, I feel like that little plot twist that is yeah. just not fair to do anymore. Well, i feel that i i read
2: this somewhere that uh and it wasn't in the books it was like on an article that that is how the book the the big fight is how the book uh one of the climaxes to the book mm-hmm. to the ending um so it actually does happen and people do die um but they didn't want to do that for the film because it would be so cowards just thrown in for the rest of the story, you know, because okay. um, they kind of they kind of have a little bit of, um, a little bit of that, you know, background of the different vampire clans fighting each other in the book or in the in the movies, but I think they just threw that in there at the end because the Breaking Dawn Part Two kind of seemed thrown together. Fair. Um, it just seemed like they were like, hey, we're ending this. Um, <laughs> let's make sure we put in something that will appease the people who are diehard readers, um, will appease people who are um, just moviegoers, and kind of appease people that will do both. And there's going to be people that will hate it and like it, and there will be people that uh, will like it but also hate it. So
0: well I guess we've reached the breaking dawn part two of this podcast then
2: uh well uh, we haven't even talked about Jacob and the little half baby <laughs> <laughs> because I um I don't I I don't feel like it's a bad thing um because he imprinted on her and and imprinting is completely different than
0: uh uh grooming (laughs) um okay maybe that's what i was you know like so um that's what i just needed to hear i needed somebody to tell me that because that's that's what was sort of sort of unsettling yeah no a hundred percent
2: and it could it could definitely be because i feel i think in the books they do actually get together because um, it tells a little bit more of the story later on. Because, um, well, like, I imprinted
0: sorry. on Moira Kelly when I watched *The Cutting Edge* for the first time, and I'm just exactly. waiting. F- you know, not but the, in a creepy it, way. It's just it, what it, happens when.
2: when well, I imprinting watch. is like he's gonna. He's going to take care, care of her like a brother.
0: Um, Which is exactly what I mean. I just want to watch out yeah. for, and you know. Well,
2: she's always on, she's always skating. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I just wanted her um, to
0: go to the Olympics, the fake Olympics. The, uh, yeah.
2: She got with Kubica and Junior, though. So,
0: all right. We, uh, it's <laughs> a family friendly podcast. Yes. No, not because he's black, just because it's a rated R scene in a movie. It is.
2: Um, um well, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I can see how both, both, it could be both, you know, it could, it is a little weird. Uh, because it, she was a baby and they're like, I'm going to take her and we'll be together forever. I feel like and that's I'm one like, of those huh.
0: things probably explained better in the book too. That that was a weird, yeah. like they were just, um, it just happened really quick and then there's sort of no explanation. That's, and then Bella's like just said, like, you imprinted on my baby? And then, uh, you know, and then they just wind up at the end in the final scene. It's like, oh, yeah. they're just all hanging out now. Like, yeah. Uh, but that's what I feel is. A little. Do you think? Do you think the series did uh, did Jake dirty with the? Whole, so I had uh, a, a conversation, and we're going to need to get him on this. We should all have the conversation uh, with our mutual friend Nick Cassano, who mm-hmm. has been on previous episode as well, and one of our writing partners. I had a talk with him uh, in an unofficial capacity, where I was saying it's supposed to be a love triangle story, but I feel like. Jake was never really even in the running in the movie. like he he was a friend. yeah, but I don't think she ever really entertained him as well, except for a brief, brief moment when she did not think Edward was available because he was gone. he He nickied. but but I still feel like she was never romantically even entertaining him. do you what do you feel about that?
2: I don't... With Bella, I don't... I mean... She was a vampire.
0: But but, but do you think there was a ever baby. a point in the series where she could have fallen in love with Jake? Do you think she ever was in love with Jake, more than just a friend? Uh,
2: honestly, I think she... uh.
0: I don't think she was ever in love with him. I don't either. I, and, th- and so I felt that was a little uncompelling after the first film. Because he wasn't he, he barely in the first film. He wasn't important. It was just the, the Edward, uh, you know, is she a danger to the family Yeah, storyline. And they set it up like it was going to be this Romeo and Juliet thing. And I felt like it was just uh, Romeo and, you know... Juliet exists. Oh well, no. I mean like Romeo and Juliet are, are together, but it's like the Capulets and the Montagues aren't really. Yeah. The plot. I don't know how to explain it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, cause the, the twilight series is the love between Edward and Bella, uh, Bella and Jacob. I think Jacob was just thrown in there for people who don't like Edward. Cause Edward's a, a little
0: creepy anyway. Um, he was until I started watching him in other movies, and I'm like, I get him. Yeah, he's so he, he went, was in Robert, Harry Potter. Robert Pattinson.
2: He was yeah. in Harry Potter too. No one remember him. No one remembers him from that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, he was in the two I real major. Um, I again just like in the past two months watch all of them with Danielle.
0: So when does Harry fall in love with? I don't even know the characters' names. Um, I, don't, I think...
2: Alan Harry. Rickman. Oh, uh, first time he meets him. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is there... Actually, I don't even know. Are they too young? Is there a love story in Harry Potter? There might just be a. I, I don't even know there what they're is. about. There I know there's sports. Well, it's weird because... Uh, I mean, it's not weird, but
2: Harry... Um, or Hermione in... Ron get together,
0: Hermione and- Wait a second. <clears throat> and- I do um, know those characters. Ron, the redhead yeah. guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Be serious?
2: Yeah. Like together they- together? Yeah, like, like for real? Like half kids <laughs> and stuff. Um, Wait, all the way through the end? All the way. Like it happens. Way. It happened. They're in it. Wow. And plot twist- Okay. Harry
0: gets with Ron's sister. Is <laughs> I might have to watch all these movies now and and will I find this more problematic than I find the the Twilight. Well, that's, that's the weird, movie, man. You
2: realize that Harry is not um Harry finds Hermione attractive, but he doesn't have those um relationship
0: views. Do they flirt her? uh not really okay um so he just finds her physically attractive but he they don't really mesh yeah hermione and uh ron harry's such a good
2: friend to ron ron um states his like for his liking of uh, hermione and so harry's like all right that's your girl then really gonna go after yeah um but then Again, plot twist. Ron thinks Harry's trying to get with her, and then they get into they're in a tuffle. And then, but it's 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 actually it's a good. We should do we should do more We'd, movies that are not romance related, but have a romantic element in it, and then we break down that romance.
0: I you know what I have been searching for basically anything else <laughs> to, <laughs> to discuss on these podcasts, and that is a great. That is a great idea. So what is your favorite non-romance film? Gary Oldman. Good choice. Mine is uh, probably Donald Glover or um, I was going to say Matthew McConaughey, but I was picturing Jeff Goldblum in my head. I'm not sure why I got them confused. Well,
2: because nobody told you to drive a Lincoln before you were a scientist at Jurassic Park.
0: Well, welcome. Jurassic Park. It's yeah. always just sitting there, ready to go. <laughs> I, know,
2: I know it is. <laughs> you probably have a, a, a stream deck with just those buttons on it.
0: I'm th- I I should get a whole stream deck <laughs> just for using as a Jurassic Park uh, sound. Sound clear. is is there a romance? Okay, so so does Dr. Alan Grant mm-hmm. fall in love with the Raptors before? the raptors fall in love with human flesh or not? Uh, uh, no, Alan Grant likes, um, Wait, let's the, play a different game. How many characters, full character names do you know from Jurassic Park? Um, Dr. Alan Grant. Um, <laughs> um twenty
2: I've never seen that movie. Uh, <laughs>
0: It takes um, a whole day to watch. I used to know a lot more. I am embarrassed to how many I, I still know, and I haven't even seen the movie in decades. How I many just, do you know? So let's let's go through. I don't I don't know them all. Okay. Um I know uh Alan Hammond uh owns nope, the park. That's wrong. Is it wrong? It's John Hammond. John Hammond? Well <laughs> then let's not even I think I must know an actual... Oh, that's I think that's why I messed that up. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get some more, though. Okay. Uh, Ian Malcolm. Oh, that's the only one I didn't...
1: That's like, the, uh,
0: <laughs> Now I'm doubting all of my Jurassic Park knowledge. Uh, Ellie Sadler? Yep. Um. Uh. Now I'm blanking. Oh, uh, Robert Muldoon was my favorite character. Who's
2: uh, Robert Muldoon?
0: He was the clever gal, uh, Hunter. I was, wait, is that his... It's not action. the actor. His character's name is Robert Muldoon. Who's um, the actor? Nobody knows. <laughs> this is uh, Jason Statham's dad. It kind of looks like him. <laughs> Dennis Nedry is... Yeah, uh, Dennis is, yeah. Is the guy. Uh, I guess I don't know. Okay, so you know where I'm getting this from? Where? I just remember the action figures commercial.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
0: But I, I screwed it up, and I thought the first guy's name was Alan. I couldn't even get that. That's an embarrassing. Oh, learn
2: how. I remember um, the guy that Dennis meets. Oh. Who st- his name is Dodgson. Oh, wow. Because of the Dodgson, Dodson, We got Dodson here line. I remember that, but I don't remember his full name.
0: <laughs> I, I, really, Robert Molden was the only one I was. That was the flex I was trying to make because he was my favorite character. Um, also, I'm, I'm not saying I had all the action figures. I only had Robert and Alan. Um, yeah. And Donald
2: Donald is one of them. I think Donald's the lawyer. Okay. Because I remember I like John Hammond. Was uh, the kid named Tim? Yeah. Yeah, no idea Tim, and Tim and Lex.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're reconstructing this.
2: We're right in Jurassic Park right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember after, after Alan gets back, right? And then he gets arrested on a DUI, and he yeah. had to do community service? Yeah. Uh, that's, it- what,
2: that's what Orange is the New Black is about. <laughs> I never watched that. I uh, was looking through Netflix and I it popped up on my like things you like new series type things mm-hmm. and I was like oh no did they make another season because I thought I finished it and they did not and I did finish it and I'm glad to never watch it again.
0: This is a great segue because I wanted to give you another plug for one of your other big projects that uh, you are known for, or should be known for, or will be known for exclusive reviews exclusive reviews llc.com a website that reviews uh streaming exclusives yeah. right i don't know how how would you describe it what what was your intent the creator of the exclusive reviews website uh my intent was to
2: uh shine light on some of the unknown original streaming media uh 'cause cuz they're, I mean, they're pumping out content. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And yes, they'll have your, like, The Office, they'll have your classics, they'll have your TV series and movies, uh, that you want to see on the streaming surface. But the originals that they're pumping out are, some of them are good. What are some, some of your f- favorites? Um, I liked, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. No. Um, no, um. I I liked uh, Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's one of my okay. f- Uh, favorites. That's um, Nick Frost. You introduced me to that. that yeah. Solid. I I liked it a lot. Um, just I I like that duo. They're, They're one great. of my favorite. Um. The, honestly, the one that you uh uh. uh told me about, um, Alice in Borderland. Love it. I did do. It's so weird too. I rewatched it.
0: It It, already. I don't get it. Like they're the, they have exclusive rights to a Japanese production. Yeah. Um, and it's a Netflix original, but it's also like, that's, that's kind of crazy. One of my favorites is not even an English made production. Yeah. Um, but it's got it's, um, it's got a little Hunger Games and a little
2: Saw, yeah. And, uh, it's 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 really good. It's if you if you're on TikTok, um, just joined, there's, there's just followed you today. Of, yeah, I followed you back. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of those questions, like uh, trick questions that are posed on TikTok where people get you know millions of views. Um, for instance, the. Um, the first game that they go through in Alice in Borderland, the door one? Yeah. Like that is uh, a question um, on TikTok that I've saw. The light bulb one is also a question. Wait, so there, are there other
0: fans of Alice in Borderland out there on the internet? I don't I don't think they are I've never fans heard anybody talk show. about it.
2: Yeah. I don't think they're fans of the show.
0: The only people I've
2: talked about it with are people who one, you recommended it to me or people I have recommended it to.
0: And they can get those kind of recommendations from exclusive reviews where we watch stuff so that they don't have to.
2: Yeah. The White Tiger was good. Um, But uh, basically, it it breaks it down into three categories. Um, Must watch is you should sit down and watch this movie because it's really good. And uh, you don't want to miss any of the details of the story or character development. Uh, background entertainment, which is good to just throw on, and it's not awful. It's not great. I wouldn't devote the mm-hmm. whole time to it, but it's good to throw on and be like, "Oh, that was you know, I I enjoyed that." Um, it was mostly those are like fun movies that the story's not very good, but it was fun to watch. And then the Red X, which it
0: means sounds sh- like something different, but but yeah. you explained it to me.
2: Yeah, the red X is just you have. You can watch it if you want, but you might like it. However, there's not there's there's big enough plot holes, or there's big enough um, things like acting. Something is wrong with it so much that it's
0: not worth a watch. Peaky Blinders. That's one you talk about a lot. Is that an exclusive? No, Peaky Blinders
2: is. It's called a Netflix exclusive, although it airs on BBC. Okay. that's w- So, Netflix, it's a Netflix exclusive in the United States.
0: Okay, but you're talking about exclusives that they actually made. So, it's yes. not just things they have rights yeah, to. Like, and you do all the services, right? Not just Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime,
2: HBO Max, Hulu. Um, I don't, I, I, I think there's a couple. Peacock? Other. Paramount I, Plus? I don't do I don't do Peacock Discovery Network. I, those are oh, uh, those aren't real. None of those are. Real. Those are new enough. I haven't. Well, Discovery it's not. But um, I haven't done those uh, enough, or I don't subscribe to them, so it's difficult for me to watch those. Um, uh, Disney Plus as well. Disney Plus. That's the yeah. That's crazy. The Mighty Ducks. It? Watch it. It's pretty. It's never heard of that. It's not. Uh, it's not what you're expecting, but you'll
0: enjoy it. I think you described it. Um, you're saying it's like it's like Cobra Kai with hockey. Yes, that's exactly. Right. Did what you it watch is. Cobra Kai? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only did because everybody was watching. I got peer pressured into it, and I thought I liked it. And then as soon as it finished, I was like, "Did." Did I like that? Or was I just, I, that's like the most peer pressured I've ever been to watch something. It, it was during the middle of the pandemic too, though, I think. Yeah. So yeah. we were just watching whatever we could out of boredom. Um, yeah. Now I just watch everything because all our things got canceled and stuff. Okay, here's a fun fact. Did you know? Do you know what breakfast cereal is prominently uh, featured in a scene in the Netflix original The Irishman by a character who was also in Silver Linings Playbook, and that same cereal features yeah. from yeah, – It was I Raisin guess. Brand and Maybe. it was Robert De Niro. Yeah. I guess I really did not pose that question with enough variables. <laughs> <laughs> so, you pretty much gave it away. <laughs> yeah. But you probably I could have just said which serial and you could have yeah it. well the
2: Irishman was good as well
0: was it? I only actually watched up until about half it was long I'd like to finish it at some point yeah but it was just it was really long well, if you watch Casino
2: I think Casino's the better of the two although the Irishman is pretty
0: good too have you ever seen The Departed I've seen The Departed. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this. uh... (laughs) No, uh... (laughs) For real, though, thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Where are some of the places that people can find you? Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm on. uh... I'll go through them to help you out. Uh, You're on TikTok. Where can they find you on TikTok. Uh, Conrad is
2: silly on TikTok.
0: Or can they find you on Instagram?
2: Uh, Conrad is silly on Instagram.
0: What about uh, Twitter?
2: Conrad is silly on Twitter. Are you on the Facebook? Uh, Conrad be silly on Facebook. No, I'm not on Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That is fair. I just rejoined myself recently well thank you so much I hope you had a good time I hope we can get you back on uh, Guy Light which is actually going to be a real podcast coming out soon uh, Guy Light guys talking about Twilight definitely and I hope to have you on my podcast soon uh, the
2: Conrad Bromberic show with Conrad Bromberic
0: I would love to be on the Conrad Br- oh, so many words
2: yeah I know. it's actually
0: five words <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you for like a half an hour more. It's just like I can feel myself losing uh, the audience. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you know, like too. any great comic, we know <laughs> when to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, okay. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, we I've got a, another couple of couples. I guess that would be a quadruple of people. Uh, that are lined up. If you are part of a relationship, any type of relationship, and would like to be interviewed, you don't have to talk to me this long. But I would love to know when you have feelings about when the different characters fell in love with each other and what they were looking for. You can hit us up at silverliningsplaycast at gmail.com and you can either send us your answers or get in contact with us uh, about getting on the actual podcast. We will see you next week. And until next time, Excelsior, and we will see you down the road and Excelsior. I messed up my own ex- exit. exit.
1: All right. We're just going to cut it off. Nice. I love it. Good brain. night, everybody.